0: place that I start with is by stripping it all back I'm very different to the way that other social media people work in that I like to advocate going slow going simple going steady and for me I'm in it for the long term not those aspects that are going to make you viral overnight if that's what you want I'm not the person to work with because I'm very conscious of being able to protect again your mental well-being and your creativity and your mojo (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome back to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host Nikki Hutchison and today I'm joined by Ruby Woods, who is a social media expert. She's a strategist and she upskills solopreneurs and teams within organisations when it comes to how to manage social media in a way that is both effective and feels good. We are going to be talking about how to work out what needs to change in your business from a social media standpoint. Ruby's also a real advocate for taking time off to work on your business rather than in your business all the time. And she does this exceptionally well. So listen in to see how she manages it. Hi, Ruby. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
1: It's lovely to see you. Would you mind, first of all, just giving us a brief introduction to yourself and what it is that you do specifically?
0: Yeah. So, goodness, where do I start? So I own a couple of businesses, both of which really are wrapped up in my motto, which is you control social media, not the other way around. And I arrived at that belief after experiencing, well, I'd probably say, yeah, complete overwhelm by social media whilst working in social media. And it was the basis of my TEDx talk back in 2019. It was writing that talk that I realised how I could and did have the tools and the capacity and the mindset to be able to control social media and also still have a thriving business as well. And that's why uh, uh-huh. Changed the direction of my company forevermore. Really, so I go in, and I talk to young people, I talk to business owners, I talk to senior leadership teams at schools, all about supercharging whatever it is they're doing and focused on whether that's careers, whether that's their businesses, whether that's their organisations, and doing so using social media in a way that's mindful and purposeful and nurtures their creativity whilst also protecting their mental well-being.
1: So already, I. I'm brewing over it with questions, so let's just dive straight in. You're talking about helping business owners, amongst other audiences, to use social media in a way that really suits them. So, can you give us an example of some of the steps that you take people through? To maybe identify their current relationship with social media and perhaps what needs to change.
0: I have my clients come to me with common phrases like, it's just too much. I can't do it all. I've lost my sense of creativity around social, or I had all the intentions to post regularly, you know, every day, but then after a week, it sort of like fell off the wagon. I can see you nodding. I've been there, I've done it. I know you have as well, Nikki. I'm sure your audience listening have as well. And that's the thing, right? There is this battle, I think, that we are facing as business owners, where on the one side, we relish and we really enjoy doing what we do. That's why we set up our businesses, right? And on the other side, you've got people within marketing, the social media sector going, oh, you must show up X amount of times on X features, day in, day out, doing this, do that. And I recently posted something on LinkedIn regarding Adam Masseri, the head of Instagram, who I have this love-hate relationship with. With. <laughs> so I have a soft spot for him. But also every time I see him on my feed, I just groan because there invariably is another change he's introducing to Instagram. And that's the thing. The social media landscape is literally changing on a weekly basis. So as a business owner, how are you supposed to wrap your head around all of those changes, be really agile in your social media strategy your content strategy, and time to run your business and do what you do best as well as living life. It can be very overwhelming. So that's usually what I'm presented with from my clients. And I get that. I can see that on their faces. I can hear it in their voices. The place that I start with is by stripping it all back. I'm very different to the way that other social media people work in that I like to advocate going slow going simple, going steady. And for me, I'm in it for the long term, not those aspects that are going to make you viral overnight. If that's what you want, I'm not the person to work with because I'm very conscious of being able to protect again your mental well-being and your creativity and your mojo. All of those things you need in order to be able to produce really amazing content and show up for your audience and do it in a way that's going to drive business to your bottom line, which is You know, we shouldn't be ashamed of that. That's why we're doing social. It's our whole point, right? Let's not shy away from that. So again, it's that aspect that stripping things back, simplifying it. So stripping things back would mean if you're on multiple social media channels, we take a good, long, hard look at what sort of channels you find joyful, the content you enjoy creating, and also marrying that, obviously, with where your audience are at. Can we strip anything away that is unnecessary? You know, we've all got that one channel that we loathe being on, (coughs) Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) but it's sort of like maybe someone, you know, your next door neighbor's dog walker said, do you know what you should be on? You should be on Twitter. You should be on all of these channels. And you're like, yeah, I might as well add that. But anyway, so we strip all of that away and we get back to keeping things simple. Even if you're on one channel, Instagram, for instance, six, seven different features, pair that back. Let's just do one or two. Doing that, producing content, creating stuff that you really love, that your audience values, it's all purpose driven. Doing that for six months. Just do that and then make a judgment call at the end you need to add anything else? Are you happy with where things are at? Has the business moved and evolved? So it requires you to move into another space. So it's always an ongoing conversation, but it starts with simplicity.
1: In fact, we were talking before we started recording, weren't we, about the fact that you managed to take a month or six weeks off social media last summer. How did that feel?
0: It felt amazing because I needed it. I needed to step away I could tell my head wasn't in it, essentially. Look, there's so many things on our to-do list. We're, we're constantly doing this and that as solo business owners, right? Even if we've got some additional help with like a VA or whatever it might be, the large part of the responsibility still lies on our shoulders. And after all, we're only human and I can only go for so long before my energy levels start to become depleted and exhausted. So I knew I had to take that time out. But taking that time out, that length of time, that six weeks, I think it ended up being or so. I hadn't intended on it being six weeks. It sort of like just felt good to continue with that Because I knew instinctively I was still working things out in my mind in terms of at the time I was reviewing my pricing. I was also thinking about potential new clients that I wanted to work with as well. And you know in your gut, don't you, when you've got a problem that you need solving that you know when it's been solved or you know when you're still in that reflective period, right? So I suppose I really, really leaned into that. No, it's still not right. I don't feel comfortable with this. It's not where I need it to be. And yes, I may well have taken a hit potentially on some revenue, possibly. But, you know, the August period for me traditionally in terms of my audience is usually quiet anyway. So I suppose I timed it pretty well, but it served me well. I haven't been busier than when I came back from September last year right up until June. Busy, but purposefully. And I'm working with the types of businesses and the organisations that I really love and enjoy. So, doing that delivery, doing the training, doing the consultancy, it was worth it in the long term.
1: Brilliant. I've also made some changes in my business over the past six months because I felt like as soon as the pandemic hit, it was into survival mode. My husband had lost his career overnight. He's a DJ and a music producer. I had made the decision to close down my first business, which is a kids' hip hop dance company. It really was an intense period of time. And I needed this business to step up really and I needed it to generate enough income to support the whole family. So I went into launch mode and I launched really successfully one of my group programs and then I launched something else. And I was also running the agency side of things. I was onboarding new clients like mad and I was just on autopilot, just work, 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 work. probably right up until Christmas just passed. And then all of a sudden I just thought, I cannot launch again. And actually, I don't think it's what people needed either because launching had just suddenly become this thing that more and more people were doing. And in terms of our audience, people were becoming wise to the fact that actually, I might not get much from somebody's launch. Now, I try and always deliver lots of the how as well as the what so that people do get things from my launches. But lots of people had been kind of burned by bad experiences by that point. And it was harder to get people to come along. And also the world had opened up again. So people had less time, they had more to do with the time that they had. And the combination of those two things just made me think, right, I am going to pull back from launching for a while And I'm really going to focus on the agency side of the business and just follow that energy. It sounds I am not a kind of spiritual person, but really I needed to lean into what my subconscious knew, which was, I'm kind of done with launching for now. And that worked really, really well. The agency side has grown hugely and will continue to do so. And it means that I'm now thinking I'm actually starting to get quite excited about maybe launching again in September. (laughs) So I just think that pulling back like you did and like I did, it can be so valuable,
0: can't it? It can be. And I think it takes a lot of bravery to do that as well, right? If you know that, again, this is thanks to social. And by the way, I love social. You know, there is a balanced view on it. It is neither wholly good nor wholly bad. And there's lots to say within that in terms of like boundaries and expectations and all of that. But yeah, it takes an element of bravery to be able to go against the tide in terms of what you are consuming on social, where you can see every... And I remember that time, loads of people were launching. And in fact, I had quite a few founders DM me to say what is going on, have you noticed any changes in the algorithm? What are people's appetite like for this? I've never launched. And I was like, well, do you know what? Based on other things that I'm hearing from people who are talking to me, yeah, there is this sense of overwhelm or apathy or just I'm done with this. You are right to listen to your gut and not keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Because I know people who did and they felt terrible, they exhausted themselves launching from the outside of you. Goodness, I can sense the level of energy it requires. And it's probably double that actually in the situation. So yeah, they'd exhausted themselves. They felt burned out. A couple of people ended up taking, I think it was Jan, Feb, maybe even March out. They'd completely stepped back from social after launching unsuccessfully. So yeah, like I say, it it takes a very brave person to step into that fear and that unknown and say, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. I have to do something different or I have to stop or I have to do this. So kudos, Nikki.
1: Well, I think it comes with experience as well, doesn't it? I mean, I've been running my own businesses for 10 years now. I've made mistakes when I haven't listened to my gut. And so I'm ready to get things right by doing the opposite now.
0: (laughs) Right. And there's this wonderful sense of, I don't know whether the words comfort or confidence or feeling at home with your decisions when you know you have made the right choice, even though you're stepping into that fear, you just think, I know this is right. And then as you see that play out, it sort of affirms the decision that you made. And from there, you start to develop this wonderful sense of confidence and this inner unis and uniqueness and power seems to flourish inside you. There is a little bit of woo-woo in me. (laughs) Spirituality. But I do think it is about listening intuitively to us and being able to block out some of those digital signals that we're picking up on from devices and engagement with social. So
1: in terms of what's ahead for business owners, what are you hearing from the clients that you work with or what can you see happening online? What changes might we have to adapt to and make peace with either in terms of social media or just in terms of running our business online in the future?
0: I've definitely seen an uptick in either business owners empowering themselves with the skills to be able to work more effectively and efficiently online, or they're investing in their staff as well. From the clients that I'm working with, things are picking up very, very quickly. And it's almost like people are rushing back to deal with that demand. I'm very aware that I almost want to protect them, you know, in terms of that, oh, you're moving very, very quickly. I feel like shouting at the back of them, don't forget what you learned during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> to have that balance, to be mindful, to control that pace at which things are growing. And again, I think there is this sense of possibly, a oh, things are coming back. You know, demand is high. Quick, let's grab it. Possibly before it runs out again. Again, if there's an element of short-termism which may affect energy levels, creativity, Possible short term burnout. But at the same time, I'm seeing a lot of business owners saying, Great, we spent the last two years helping the team to become more agile. We're working online. We want to be able to continue with this. We know it's of value to us. How do we upskill? How do we empower our teams? So I'm seeing a lot more considered investment in terms of that digital space for them. I know that with providers I work with, I'm a digital marketing trainer for a number of providers they cannot cope with the amount of inquiries and bookings that they are getting in terms of organizations coming to them and saying, oh, we want to be able to do this and do that. But I've noticed also it's not just a broad digital marketing, sort of like the basics. People are getting very specific now. They spent the last two years getting to grips with digital marketing. Now what I'm seeing is this drilling down, getting granular with specific channels or features or, you know, all sorts of aspects. So I think it's becoming a lot more considered.
1: Is there a whole range of things that you're talking about getting very specific, for example, on specific channels or maybe formats like video, I'd imagine? Are there commonalities or is it just the full gamut? What are people looking for in your experience? It's so variable. They're
0: looking for all sorts. There's a science, tech, beauty (laughs) company that I'm working with at the moment that are based over in Spain. And you wouldn't think that they would naturally be leaning into something like Instagram Reels, but they are. (laughs) So I think it was a few weeks ago, I hosted a Reels webinar for their entire staff, which was nuts, but in a very good way. Even that level of thinking to do things differently, to step outside of the norm, how they've usually done things. But also, I think, understanding that their audiences have changed the way that their audiences engage with, in this instance, social media platforms has changed over the last few years. So, how do they not sit on their laurels and possibly damage their bottom line and the growth of the company? So, how do they step forward into that and invest in the training and the knowledge and the support that their staff need to be able to run with that, so that they continue serving their audience with the right sorts of content, which then inspires them to want to invest
1: and. I guess we're talking a lot about organizations. The listeners to this podcast are majority solopreneurs or small teams. So if we take this broad interest in marketing that's coming from the organizations that you're working with and they're interested in all sorts of different I say broad as in broad topics and they want to go niche within each topic. Where does that leave our small business owner who wants to sustain a good quality of life? who doesn't want to be beholden to their social media channels all the time and their schedule, where does that leave them when it comes to knowing what they should be spending and investing their time
0: in? I think it leaves them in in just as good a position as, you know, a larger organisation. You're still in the driving seat. You're still in that decision making role. I think the beauty that solo business owners, small business owners have, is that they can make their decisions a hell of a lot quicker. And act on them and start applying that knowledge faster. And they've often got greater incentive. They've got greater motivation to be able to put that learning into action as well. I think they're a lot more agile. I think in terms of that empowerment they have, it's to be able to have that conversation with somebody, you know, like me or somebody else. And it's about making that decision Coming to the table, I always ask my clients to be honest with me. I'm not judging them when they have this open conversation because if they start in a place where they can say to me, do you know, I really dislike Twitter. I don't know why I'm on it or I don't get video. I don't like pointing. I don't like dancing. That's why I've avoided it. So I'm like, I hear you, right? I hear you. And there is an alternative way, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's about having that honest dialogue up front it's sort of like sharing that. Well, what is it that you actually want to be able to do in life? So, both your personal life and your business, they're never separate as solo business owners. They're so intertwined. You don't even know where one starts and one ever ends, right? It's like, what? <laughs> so true. So, accept that. And I'm all about embracing that and finding a way with social that works for them. But it comes back down to A, being honest, B, keeping things simple, and C, Putting stuff into practice, letting it ride out, not making any drastic decisions, just taking those, whether it's a quarterly, whether it's monthly or half yearly, just those moments to step back and go, did that work? A 100%. Did it? (laughs) Did it not? If it didn't, what could I have done differently? What should I do? And it's about being, I suppose, self-aware and introspection, right? On the things that you are doing in your organization, your business. So not just your digital or your social, it's everything. And then being able to say, do you know what? I've got that under control. I love doing videos, you know, thanks to Ruby and the tips and the apps and the stuff that she showed me. Nailed it. Now it's time for me to consider email marketing, for instance. I've heard a lot about it. Let me start the research process over again. For me, it's about that slow evolvement. That might not suit everybody, but I'm on a relatively long journey to achieve my end goal for having set up the businesses. So I know every day, every month when I'm looking at the numbers and I'm talking about revenue numbers, not just audience numbers, I'm looking at that bottom line I am making my way, edging closer and closer and closer. And that's the point, right? It's that long-term vision, not short term terms of that strategy. So always having that end goal in mind. And seeing beyond those vanity metrics as well. Oh my days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Followers, you can buy them, people. You can get into engagement circles or whatever they call them, loops. That's not for me. Again, if that's the sort of thing you want, I'm not the person for you.
1: (laughs) And nor am I. (laughs) I call that research phase going detective mode. And I always encourage anybody who's been to any of my workshops will have heard me say, that is your starting point before you make any decisions, before you decide to make any changes in your business. Go detective mode and do your due diligence and do your research and then
0: you can make a much more informed decision. It's so empowering when you do that, because I don't think many business owners get the opportunity to do that, actually. Because if I think about when I started the businesses, you sort of like, yes, you come up with an idea and then you end up going into that practical mode. What do I need? Where do I need to register? Oh, I need an accountant. Oh, I'll need a laptop. All of that sort of stuff, right? The practical element. Well, what will I sell? You know, what will my service? Blah, 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 blah. So it's not often that you get the chance to be able to step back and do that deep dive or that thorough analysis on the marketplace, on specific channels, being able to compare the skill set that you have, those that you lack, who can help, where can you get that help? What could come for free? I mean, I loved doing these when I first started. Knowledge exchanges. So I started my business at the same time as a number of local business owners. And, you know, we had no money. So we'd swap services. I would teach them social media in whatever area and they would give me what I needed for the same value. And you are absolutely practicing what you
1: preach, aren't you, Ruby? You're taking some time off again this summer.
0: I am. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Having had a short break over the festive period, Came back in January and I thought, right, I'm gonna work my butt off. (laughs) I felt energized, I felt focused. Again, it was that leaning into the stuff that I'd gathered from the summer break. And I thought, right, I'm gonna do that right up until the end of June, and then I'm gonna take July off. So yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to do that. Again, I need to recharge. I will need to be able to look back at the business and look at its performance, look at the digital marketing performance, look at my client relationships, all of that stuff. And, you know, analyze what worked for me. What could I tweak? What could I change? What do I need to step back from? What do I want more of? But you can't do that if you are constantly in the business. So this is my time to be able to work on the business. Yeah, and I'm fortunate enough again to be able to take that month off. Yes, probably I will not be earning, but that's my decision to take. And again, that's been built into the revenue targets that I set at the start of the year to be able to give myself that time and not think, oh no, I need to go back. I need to go back. I need money. I need money. It gets to, again, it's part of the biggest strategy.
1: And often it does feel like a luxury taking that time out to really work on the business. But actually, maybe it's not a month. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's not even a week. Maybe it's a day. It's an absolute necessity,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Take yourself off somewhere for a day. You know, no Wi-Fi, (laughs) no deck, go into the middle of a forest, a park, wherever. But yeah, just getting out, walking. I find walking really helps. There's probably lots of science behind this, right? The whole walking, talking and it letting your brain just start spouting out things and ideas emerging. So being able to capture those in a little notebook, Possibly not your phone, but you might want to use voice notes to kind of capture everything very, very quickly.
1: I do that. I do voice notes when I'm out. And also I always get ideas when I'm in the shower. Actually, I was thinking about buying some of those kids. My kids are older now, so they don't have them. But those kids crayons that you can write on the wall when you're in the shower. (laughs) Don't want to miss any of those opportunities or those good ideas.
0: This is the thing, right? You're capturing. I say this with social media content as well put them somewhere. Again, whether it's notes, whether it's in a notebook, whether it's Google Docs, wherever suits your working style. I don't dictate one particular form. Just having a dump there because you can then always stop, pause, reflect, come back and go, do you know what? Where was I going with that idea? And you can ditch that. And you can take this you know, X and evolve it into Y and then you see an idea and you go, oh my days, that could be a series or whatever it is. So it's about not having to react immediately to the ideas that pop into your mind. to have Again, this comes back to the question you asked me before, Nikki. Am I good at making snap decisions? I need time to think. But it's that time to think. It gives you space. It allows your brain, as I call it, to breathe. Brain breathing important. Love it. Definitely needs to let things percolate over here as well.
1: Thank you so much, Ruby. This might sound a bit weird, but I find it peaceful talking to you because I just really appreciate your approach to social media. I think it's really refreshing and I think it's always a good reminder that we do not have to be caught up in this online
0: world as much as we maybe think we have to at times. So thank you for that. Oh, no, thank you. I don't think anybody's ever said they felt, you know, at peace or calm when they talked to me. <laughs> thank you. That's really sweet. And yeah, that's, you know, full circle with my motto you control social media, not the other way around. Brilliant.
1: Thanks again for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks
1: so much for joining us today. I hope that we've inspired you to perhaps look at changing some things in your business and maybe even taking some time off social media this summer. Join me again next week when my guest is Medea Cohen of the Creative Entrepreneurs Club. Medea is an expert in finding fabulous speakers and she's going to be telling you exactly what she looks for and how to stand out so that you can get booked and paid to deliver workshops. Don't miss it. See you then.